Hey, we're back. Did you miss us? I know you missed us. Yes. You know you missed us. We're back. It is Village Vice. He is Zach Blackerby. I am Brad Law, and I so admire Zach for wearing that Patriots gear. Um, that is that is just a testament to your fandom, and I have great yeah. respect for you for that. So kudos to you. I should have waited till after the game to buy this. I bought it before, and uh, it probably would have been a lot cheaper. They probably would have just given it to me after. Like, you'll wear this. You'll still wear this after that yeah. thirty-four to I, nothing loss. But hey, that's okay. That's fine. Pull that's it out fine. of a bin. Why does this smell like gasoline? Don't worry about it. We didn't have matches. Just, just take it. Just take yeah. It. That's right. That's right. Nothing a little. Uh, nothing a little bleach can't fix. But no, no. It's good to be back. Thanks for everybody being patient. Auburn took a bye week. I wanted to take a bye week as well. Went up to. Yeah. To Boston slash Foxborough to watch the Pats get clobbered by the Saints. And the silver lining in all of this is uh, Mac Jones is awful, which we all kind of knew, but I was just in denial about. But I'm now with the rest of you. Yeah. When, when I'll tell you, when the national announcers are doing the games and they're saying, you know, he's just doing stuff you're flat out coach not to do. That's right. That's, that's pretty loud. It's not good. No, it's not. All it's right. It's not good. Some time off, though, was nice, and some time off for the Auburn Tigers will hopefully go a long way this weekend. Yeah, we hope so. We're going to talk about that. Who are the biggest winners in the orange and blue um, coming out of the open dates? And, you know, maybe it's young receivers who have a chance to, to step up. Maybe it's a Peyton Thorne, Zach, who um, yeah. with further honing, further work, and some of the comments from Hugh Freeze yesterday in the press conference um, – you know, if they're going to really hone in on the things that they can do well and just let that be the driving force the rest of the way, then I, I think your quarterback is a winner. So certainly you need to have some winners in the open date for sure going forward. Yeah, and we talked about this uh, on, I guess, the most recent show that we've done, Brad, about Keldrick Falk. Okay, it's time for him to step up, especially with Messiah Nassili Kite being out for the remainder of the year, it looks like, with, a, I think it was a bicep injury yeah. brad which those take a long time to kind of reattach is my understanding of the injury so obviously that stinks for messiah hopefully they can figure out some kind of medical redshirt situation and maybe get him another year of eligibility but it's time for keldrick falk to step up his snaps have been up and down depending on which game you look at that's probably not going to be the case anymore i think he's going to have to be a guy that steps up for this team and contributes in both uh, the run game and the passing game defensively. And so we'll certainly see what that looks like. So I think just by the nature of him getting more snaps, Brad, that's mm -hmm. a big winner. Another guy on the defensive front, Jalen McLeod. We don't know what a healthy Jalen McLeod looks like in an Auburn uniform, and I'm mm -hmm. sure he's not 100%, but I'll take an 80 to 90% Jalen McLeod, way better than a 50% Jalen McLeod that we've been kind of seeing so far this year. Sounds like just talking to folks uh, this week was good for him, as well as several other Auburn Tigers. Those are the two guys that kind of jump off the page to me, and both, interestingly enough, on the defensive front. I agree, and I'm going to add another there, and it's just it's it. So it's related to the injury to Messiah Nasili Kite, but it's Zacchaeus Walker. Yeah. Here's a veteran. Here's a guy who now will will have to play more snaps, but. He is a veteran. His best year was his freshman year in 2020. And since then, everybody's been waiting on him to break through. He right. has the physical tools. Can he stay healthy and have the impact? If he can, this team can do some big things over the second half of the schedule. And whether it's 20 snaps a game or 25 snaps a game, uh, it's time for, for Big Z to make an impact. Yeah, and 
look, the the ripple effect of all of this. Does Marcus Harris get more snaps at defensive end now? And you put, I don't know, we've seen uh, Justin Rogers getting more snaps at that nose guard spot. Mm-hmm. And we saw in the spring, Rogers at the nose, Jason Jones at the three technique. And I think that'd be a great opportunity for Jason to get snaps at that defensive tackle spot. So, you know, I think there are several guys that could be winners. Rodgers, Jones, I think Harris as a defensive end would be really, really fun to watch and kind of put that on tape for NFL teams that'll be very interested in him in a few months. There could be a lot of winners from this. I'm curious to see how they respond as far as the rotation goes. But staying on the the topic of injuries, yeah. Jalen Simpson is a guy that we saw, you know, reports came out that he's been in a boot, which obviously is not good. But if you're going to have to go through that with your most impactful player on the roster, I don't feel super out of line saying that um, you, you want him to have that kind of shakeup going into an off week. So hopefully yeah. he'll be good to go um, this weekend. And and the quote from Hugh Freeze yesterday or Monday at his press conference, here's the quote, Jalen Simpson, I think will go. He's day-to-day and said he's feeling better each day, so I'm hopeful and expecting that he will go. And as we've discussed a hundred times yeah. on the show, if that's the wording, if, if those are the words that Hugh Freeze is using, that's probably the way it is. You don't have to decode or translate that. He right. means he's probably going to go against LSU. Yeah, and I think that's good. I think yeah. that's good for uh... – for everybody involved, and boy, does he have his hands full going up against the LSU offense. We'll talk about that throughout the week yeah, as well. Other potential winners, yet you mentioned the quarterbacks. I mean, I think Peyton Thorne, a guy who didn't go through spring, getting two more weeks of reps I think is huge, especially when you look at the big jump in production and comfort, and I use that word lightly because he still didn't look comfortable against Georgia, but the jump from A&M to Georgia was substantial. And if you can make that jump again, I think Auburn fans will feel a lot better about the offense and the quarterback situation moving forward. He had two weeks to do it, especially if he's able to do it away from Jordan-Hare Stadium this weekend. Yeah, and that's that's the piece that we've yet to fully define is can Peyton Thorne on the road against quality competition play a poised game? Can he execute? Can he do – because he hasn't through two games on the road so far against Cal and Texas A&M. He's, he's not been at the level that he has to be for Auburn to win games. It's not just him. I'm not putting we've we've never said that you put it all on the quarterback. Sure. But he will he does wear a share of it. And one of the things that I think helps him, again from the press conference Monday, is Hugh Freeze said, you know, part of what you do during the bye week is you self-scout and you spend a lot of time figuring out do can we run everything we've been trying to run? And if we don't have the personnel for it, if we don't have the guys who can do it in that particular personnel, then scrap it. It goes away. And yeah, it makes you a little more limited offensively unless you replace that with some other stuff. Sure. But, you know, what was the line from Remember the Titans? You know, he runs three or four plays and it's like Novocaine. Just give it time. Works every time. Um, <laughs> if you If you're able to execute a few things exceedingly well, great. And I, th- I think the more that you fashion and hone what the quarterback is able to run well, what the team is able to run well around him, the better position that you're in. And I think they've done that during the open week. 
Yeah, I mean, the passing game hasn't been there, and there are still things you can do, I think, to dress it up a little, but I still don't think it's going to be good. Yeah, But I think you could dress it up to some extent, um, and I think you do that with, with the short passing game, get the ball into a playmaker's hands quickly. But as far as running this stuff downfield that Hugh Freeze wants to do and what he did so well at Ole Miss and Liberty, I don't think he's got the dudes to do it. Yeah. Right now. And I want to be proven wrong so badly. Yeah. So I'm, badly. But I, I just don't think it's there. And I think it's several yeah. elements of it. I think it's the schemes taking longer to kick in. I think yep. some of it's the quarterback. I think some of it's the receivers. I think some of it's just it's just not there. When you add all these things together, it should be a bigger number than it is, but it's just not. No. It's just not. And so I think when you self-scout, you got to look at it and say, okay, you know, these are the guys that are worthy of more targets. These are the guys that aren't, and we're not going to know the answer to that probably until, you know, what, three games from now, as far yeah. as like what the, what the actual product of this may look like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I like the fact that, that it, the head coach is taking responsibility, putting on the coaching staff too, because he mentioned looking back at the Georgia game that, you know, there were some plays where if they had called a different protection, if the yeah. protection had been called differently, then the play is set up. He again reiterated several, like a, a pass that Rivaldo Fairweather was wide open. Georgia's defense totally left him alone. And if the protection had been different, not the decision making from the quarterback, not the play of the wide receiver, not any of that, but that it was, he put it on coaching. And it's easier to do that year one than it is in year five. But yep. I, I do like that that's the approach. And I do think it gives you a little bit of an insight to <clears throat> how complicated it is for everything to, to be well oiled and and working congruently offensively because you got to have the right protection you got to have the execution the line the quarterback the receivers the receivers have also been challenged though in their part of it in that in the SEC you're going to have to make tough plays you're going to have to catch contested balls it's like man that's that's part of the deal it's yeah. not just going to be laid out there easy for you like the Georgia Tech receiver who caught the ball in the end zone to beat Miami over the weekend it's not going to be that easy you're going to have to go get contested balls in this league and i think the receivers were challenged during the bye week to step their game up and be a little more physical take ownership go make a play happen and the guys who are able to do that going forward are going to ultimately be winners during the bye week yeah, who are some receivers that could get more targets post bye week, Brad? Let's discuss this briefly in just a moment. Yeah. This is Village Vice. Today's show brought to you by my bookie. You can head over to mybookie.ag and you can use promo code next round 110% right now when you make a deposit. Are you kidding? 110% deposit match. So you tell me if I put in 100, they're going to put in another 110. That's crazy. That's more than double, Brad yeah. Law. If I'm not good at math, I'm not. We need to put that in stat time, though. 110%. Are you kidding me? Auburn right now, you can get them plus 11 against LSU or plus 320 on the money line, which I'm not going to lie, is somewhat enticing. And then the over-under is at 63, which is the same thing that LSU-Missouri was at. So take that for what it's worth. But yeah, head over to mybookie.ag when you make a deposit. Use promo code next round. Free money. You got to love it. Thank you to mybookie for sponsoring Village Vice. Um, injuries. We Jalen yeah. Simpson's the big one, right? But as far as these receivers that may get more reps, 
One of these guys is questionable is Javarius Johnson, which seems like we always say that and it stinks. I want to see yeah. this guy healthy because I think he's so explosive and so naturally good at what he does. But Brad, in your mind, who who in the passing game could see more targets post bye week? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, specifically with with Javarius day to day and with Malcolm Johnson Jr. also day to day. Uh, coming out of of the bye week, so we'll yeah. see if he's able to go against LSU. If neither of those guys are are able to go, I look for Omari Kelly. I look for number nineteen. I think he's you know he's not your big physical possession receiver, six feet, little under one eighty. Um, you know he caught what did he get three catches last year, couple of catches, forty five yards so far this year. I think between Omari Kelly and Caleb Burton, Caleb Burton's a guy who's running with the first team in some of the practices during the Georgia week Yeah, uh, in the event that the Javarius couldn't go. I look for those two guys uh, to, to step up and be a bigger part of this offense. I think they have similar builds, similar skill sets. And sure. so Omari Kelly, Caleb Burton are, are the guys that I look to. Yeah, I think those are the clear ones, right? Unless you're going to change what you're doing with your slot receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't see Jay Fair getting much more than what he's getting. Rivaldo, I I feel like the last few games, that's been about right. Mm-hmm. What about one of these outside guys? I mean, they're throwing the ball to Shane Hooks a good amount. It's not converting into many receptions or yards or any kind of production. Yeah. What about, you know, more reps for Jair Shorter or, or Cam Brown? Yeah, Camden Brown, number four. He is the guy we've been waiting to see break out yeah. all year. We were so fired up for for Cam after last season to see what he would do this year, and he was hampered by an injury to start this season. He got his first catch of the year against Georgia. I I just wonder if he's not in line now for more targets on the outside. Again, I'm just we've talked about it several times now these first few weeks. Yeah. I'm shocked at the at at the. Uh, how few receptions he and Jair have combined to get through the first five weeks of this year. I just, I would have never guessed it would have been two to this point in the season. I thought maybe 17 or 18 through the first five games, not two. Yeah. I think if you would have put the the triplet of Shane Hooks, Jair Shorter and Cam Brown, I thought they were going to be a problem. Yeah, that's not that hasn't been the case. So. And Nick Martiner is a guy who was running first team and made some terrific catches in fall camp. And he, he's played the snaps. He's just not gotten the targets. Yeah. Is it time you see that six six frame put to use on the outside? It's a great. I mean, you know, only the coaches know this because they've seen those guys work in during the open day. Yeah, it's still wild to me that. They like put Marner in at the end of the Georgia game, and that's yeah. where they went with the ball at the end. I, I still am not quite over that, if I'm being honest with you. It doesn't make sense. I appreciate your honesty. Just doesn't make sense, Brad. Yeah. I'm just and nothing against Nick Marner. It's just like he's not like that's not like if he was ready to go, like where was he all game? <laughs> you know, why, yeah. why are you not going to fair or fairweather there? It just doesn't make sense. I just I can't get over it. Um, you know what else you're not gonna be able to get over? Tell me how much you win 
when you use lanceslock.com. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're going to win so much when you use lanceslock.com. Sounded a little bit like Trump. You're going to win so much. It's going to be unbelievable and everybody knows it. Um, lanceslock.com is where you get the best price on monthly packages and annual packages. We are in the thick of the NFL season, in the thick of the college football season. Sign up today. Get your best deal at lanceslock.com. All right. It was a crazy weekend. A lot of games that I think were telling for the SEC. Yeah. And then also a game that I had to go watch because <laughs> I paid money to go watch it. Brad. <laughs> paid money for the flights, paid money for the hotel. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. So tell me what Look, you watched that stood out this weekend that was better than my in-person viewing of the 34 to nothing slacking of the New England Patriots. Listen, Zach, you can't help who you love. Okay. You love who you love. You can't help it. And, Ain't that the truth? And you love the Patriots, and sometimes they're going to hurt you. And that's life. That's what uh -huh. people say. Um, oh, goodness. I, You know what? I spent a whole lot of time with the kids this weekend taking them to, to pumpkin patch stuff. Good for so, you. Uh, we watched some of, uh, of LSU's offense against Missouri. That LSU defense is bad, and I can't figure out why it's, they're bad. It's so bad. I, I, it's so bad, dude. But the thing that I can't get over from that game is Missouri's discipline when it comes to rushing the passer. Yeah. When they were rushing Jaden Daniels, it, they just wanted to go inside so bad. And as soon as he sees that, because he's good, he's really, really good. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying Missouri would have won, but it definitely would have been closer at the end if they did this. But he's so good at getting out of the pocket, not because he uses his legs, but because it's the right play because they want to go inside Yeah, and they don't rush with any sort of containment or any sort of discipline with their pass rushing lanes. And I just don't think Auburn is going to do that. Yeah. I hope not. If they do, LSU is going to win by three, four scores. It's not going to be close, but I'm just curious to see, like, it's so glaringly obvious. Like, none of those Missouri players were coached to do that, right? Yeah. Like, none of them were like, yes, let him outside of you. Like, rush him to where he could escape to his right outside. Like, there's no way that happened. So, I just hope that these Auburn pass rushers, because they're going to be able to put pressure on him against this LSU offensive line. I firmly yeah. believe that. Just don't necessarily go for the sack. Go for the smart play. Keep yeah. him in the pocket. And he's got a good arm. But his arm, he, he's better with his feet than he is with his arm. There's, he's still very good at both of them. But mm -hmm. I'd rather him beat you by passing from within the pocket than anywhere else. That That's what stood out to me about that Missouri yeah. game. And then also just Missouri, everything's open all the time. Yeah. yeah. Tight ends are open. Receivers are open. Running backs in the flat are open. Yeah. That Again, we will talk more about it throughout the week. But Auburn with an extra week to fine-tune their offense against, unless LSU is making sweeping changes defensively, I, the opportunities are there. And the way Auburn will try to approach the game offensively will be different than how these, I don't think Auburn's going to go out to try and, and win a shootout. I don't think they're going to try to win a 45-42 to 42 Got to make it ugly. You got to make it an ugly, sloppy game in Baton yeah. Rouge. And hold the ball for 38 minutes. Like, Whew. that's yeah. what they're going to try to do. And I think they can I'll tell you the other thing that I thought coming out of the weekend was uh, Oklahoma may very well go undefeated. That was um, their biggest test, right? I mean, the, the drop off from Texas and Oklahoma to the rest of the big 12. Yeah. 
Because I mean, we thought Kansas State was going to be a lot better, um, and they don't play K State, so they don't even play them anyway. Oh. Yeah, I, I guess they would play them in the championship game. But. Right. Oklahoma uh, gets Gus in two weeks. They're they're off this weekend, and then they get Gus in two weeks. They have to play at Kansas and Oklahoma State back to back. Travesty, by the way, that Bedlam that Oklahoma Oklahoma State is played on November fourth. I, I don't know who's in charge of that. It's a very poor. Yeah. Uh, it's it's awful. All right. Then they host West Virginia. They have to play at BYU, which could be dangerous. And then they host TCU. That's Oklahoma's remaining schedule. Sooners going undefeated. Uh, you're probably right. One. You're probably right. You're probably right. And then, yeah, they may play at K State. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who they knows? They could play Texas again, I guess, couldn't they? In the in the Big Twelve Championship game. That's probably best for football, right? Yeah. That they play Texas again. I mean, incredible game. Good for them. I agree. Um. um yeah. Yeah, and then I guess the highlight of the weekend, even though it was Monday night, was the last two innings of that Atlanta Braves game. Holy cow, Bradlaw. Holy cow. Yeah, it's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Um, the question is, did the dam break, or can can Philly yank the momentum back with Aaron Nola at their place tomorrow night in game three? But, yeah, in, in terms of just, like in a vacuum with within themselves, those two, three innings to close out the game last night are as energy packed are as historic, yep. as thrilling as, as any you'll ever see kind of reminiscent of the bottom of the ninth inning against the pirates in the NLCS back in 1992. Ooh, I wasn't yeah. alive yet for that. No. I was so you don't believe yet. that that existed, but it did, it, it did I, happen. I, and it was a sure. Time. Sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. I've never seen a, oh my gosh, there's no way we can get out of this series shift to, there's no way we can lose this series so quickly. <laughs> and I think it's valid. It seems like all the pressure was off. All the pressure was on Atlanta. They broke through. I'm, I, I think the dam broke. I, I do. I think it's all Atlanta here out. I predicted Atlanta and four going into it. I'm saying Atlanta sweeps both games in Philly, by the oh, way. Oh, boy, you are it. booging. I'm calling it. I'm calling <laughs> it. So that's uh, strong. With that, I, I hope you're right. I know, look, Aaron Nola's been very good against the Braves, particularly he was good last year in the postseason. He was good in his three starts this year against the Braves. So I hope you're right, though. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll jump more into the Auburn-LSU matchup on tomorrow's show. But, Brad, that just about does it for today's show. Yes, indeed. Really appreciate everybody watching, getting lots of comments around town about the show. It's happening more and more frequently. We really do appreciate it. We do not take for granted you watching, you subscribing, you liking, you commenting. Thank you very much. Until next time, remember, everyone has vices. Just make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.